Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kelly S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater today. Um, Well, today, always. Today is Thursday, May the 9th, 2019. Okay, today we're reading from the big book. We are on page 25. We are on the paragraph that says, the great fact is just this. We're going to be reading on just that one paragraph and commenting on that. Our readers today, 12 Steps, Mary Agnes Y, 12 Traditions, Elaine H, readers of the text, Kat C, Martha Z, Leon B. The reference number for Wednesday, yesterday, May 8, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 12879-12879, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, yesterday, 12881, 12881. Um, oh, yeah, and our newcomer greeter is Elena A.M., and our host, second-hour host, will be Jen A. Don't want to forget that service. So our OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Uh, Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary Agnes Y to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Mary Agnes. Press star one, Mary Agnes. This is Mary Agnes Y from Michigan, the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God, as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles 
in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Mary Agnes White. Next, I will now ask Elaine H. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning. This is Elaine H., Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Um, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group content. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for membership, OA membership, is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, unless problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, our readers anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, OA's anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Elaine H. Seemed to be some crosstalk with a bird in the background. Um, so anyway... Thank you for your service. <laughs> Cracking myself up. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as a compulsive overeater only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. All right. So today we resume our study of uh, the big book. We're on page 25, second paragraph. Amazing paragraph. The great fact is just this. We're reading and commenting on that one paragraph. And Kat C., you're going to get us started. You ready? Okay. Yep. Great. This is Kat C., recovered in New York. The great fact is just this and nothing less, that we have had a deep and effective that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and our lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. Wow. Um, I feel kind of humbled um, just by reading it, let alone um, commenting on it. 
Um, oh, I just want to check. Can you hear me okay? Hello? Yes, I'd let you know if I couldn't. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, You're okay. So, You're okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, to speak of miracles, I um, just wanted to share a, something that happened to me this morning related to this. I woke up unexpectedly early and had this urge to call um, someone that I sponsor who I hadn't been able to um, talk to in a, uh, in a couple of days. And um, what we talked about was miracles, miracles of, um, of the program. And she had shared that she had um, listened to this meeting and then someone had spoke about um, something that really um, shifted her thinking which was that we um that if we're trying to get uh, if we're walking through a tunnel to look toward and walk towards the light instead of looking backwards and that that had shifted her thinking and um and i have to say that miracles for me in this program have been um significant shifts in my thinking which seem like may seem subtle, um, but they profoundly alter the way that I um, have participated in life and um, and how I view things. And um, I've become sort of sweetly reasonable and um, mature, and am able to take it easy and relax in um, in situations that would have created panic and um you know reactionary behaviors and um you know picking up the food and um so i i feel filled with gratitude for um the depth of the changes in um my thinking opinions attitudes and behaviors and um for the sense of well-being that came to me after working these steps and listening um, to a sponsor and doing absolutely everything she suggested um, and my willingness to do that that came after I went to a vision convention and saw how this had happened for so many people and was able to believe that if I did this, a miracle would happen for me too, and it has. Um, so with that, I pass. Thank you, Cassie. Right on time. Okay, guys, so we are on page 25, second paragraph. The great fact is just this. If you have not shared in the last couple of days and would like to share, give me your first name and last initial. Kim G. Kim. Martha Z. Martha, correct. W. Barbara E. Beth Wait, w. I got somebody W. Oh, Beth, thank you. I got you, Beth. Leah M. Leah. Well, that sounds like a pretty good lineup. That's six of us, so we'll just stop there. So if you'll press star one and mute your phone, and we'll get another lineup in a minute. Here's what I got, Kim G., Martha Z, Craig F, Beth W, Barbara E, and Leah M. So we'll start out with Kim G, followed by Martha. Good morning, Kim. 
Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everyone. So excited with this paragraph. You know, a deep and effective spiritual experience. You know, I joined OA in 1994, and I've been recovered for eight years. And, you know, for those first, first 17 years, what I found was some deep spiritual experiences. I, I found fellowship. I found out that I had a disease. I found that I wasn't alone. But I see, I was in the midst of a five-year relapse. So obviously what I was doing wasn't effective. You know, this word revolution, you know, we revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. You know, revolution is an, is an overwhelming overtaking of a government. Uh, I don't know if you guys are hearing that background, but it's not me. Um, so I, what I was looking for was a gentle way. I even bought a book called The Gentle Path to the Twelve Steps. I was looking for a gentle sponsor. But I have to tell you that, you know, what that was a code for was I want to do what I want and get some relief. You know, that my disease was extreme, and therefore I needed an extreme answer. You know, I only practiced these principles in the one-hour meeting that I went to three times a week. So for me personally, I believe there's this sacred space. You know, we talked about yesterday, people in whom the problem had been solved. There's this sacred space when, when I meet people in whom the problem has been solved, and I am experiencing complete and utter defeat. And I have to tell you for myself, again, I, I spent many years in a 12-step program working in eight-tool programs, experiencing some relief. And during one of those wait, one of those times, I was... Um, I went to a conference in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, where I got to see Joe and Charlie. Couldn't have heard a more clear message. But I walked out of that weekend thinking, well, this is great information, but that's for alcoholics. I'm just a compulsive overeater. I just need to work a food plan and go to meetings. There were other times that I was experiencing that complete and, and hope defeat, where I was so desperate. But unfortunately, I was in meetings that were basically about slogans, meaning makers make it, don't quit till the miracle happens, work it if, you know, work if you work it. I was told I had a threefold illness, that I had this emotional component, I'm an emotional eater, so I'm just going to work on my emotions. I was told that it's the spiritual, you know, I'll work the spiritual part, but I don't need to get abstinent. And eight years ago, I called in desperate, and I got that sacred space where I heard people in whom the problem had been solved, and I was willing to go to any length. You know, I thought for years the best I could do was just experience temporary respites between relapses. But let me tell you, these last eight years, I've experienced freedom. I've experienced being useful. You know, we don't do these 10-step promises, you know, in the meetings, and I think it's because we don't think it's possible for compulsive overeaters. Let me, my whole department, shout at you that there is an answer, and I've experienced it for the last eight years, and with that, I pass. Wow, thank you, Kim G. Great share. All right, so next up, Martha Z, followed by Craig F. Good morning, Martha. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for your... Um, Can I just say, that during her share, there was a tremendous amount of background noise. I don't know if Yeah, we got it taken care it. of. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Got right. it. Sorry, Martha, Good morning, Martha, go my ahead. friends in recovery. This is Martha Z. I'm a um, recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. And then it says, so it says, the great fact is just this and nothing less. We've had deep and effective. And I looked up the word effective, and it said, successful in producing a desired result. 
who have had deep and effective spiritual experiences, which have revolutionized, drastic, dramatically changed our whole attitude toward life, toward ourselves, and toward God's universe. And um, I was thinking about how Bill always uses you know, synonyms for things. So, so for spiritual experience, he uses spiritual awakening, personality change, and psychic change. So then it goes on to say the central fact is the absolute certainty. So it, certainty is no doubt at all that our creator has entered into our hearts. And, and I, I like to say, and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous, but we could also say hearts and lives in a way that's indeed miraculous. And then it says he's commenced to accomplish the things for us which we could never do by ourselves. And so I was thinking about the step nine promise, which is we will suddenly realize that God's doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And I started to think about what my experience is with all that. And when I when I first started out, like, let's say when God helped me when he um, – removed my obsession for food. And this was the problem that I struggled with harder than anything in my entire life. I started to believe that if he could help me with that, that he could help me with anything else. So and then I started to see, like, I would I would leave difficult relationships in his hands. And, and I have two in particular, and I can honestly say I have the best possible relations with these two people, which is a miracle. Um Four people in my family have had cancer. Two of them have died. Unemployment. My mom had a stroke 20 months ago. And the miracle of all that is not only did I use not use food to get through it, it did not come into my mind that food would make it better. And I think that that is just about the biggest miracle ever. Very miraculous. So um, I'm grateful for a power that's you know greater than myself that not only helps me with the food but with all the challenges in my life. So anyway, thanks for letting me share. Happy to be with all of you. Thank you so much, Martha Z, for your share. Next up, Craig F., followed by Beth W. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everybody. Wow, it is uh, just great that we're finally, finally, uh, yesterday, today, um, out uh, beyond the discussion of the insanity and being told that there is a solution and being told what that solution is, uh, but not yet how to get it. Um, you know, uh, the the fact is that uh, we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences, but the book hadn't be- begun yet to instruct us uh, how to get there. And, and uh, it, But it's laying it out ahead of us, you know. It, it, it's a... It's given us a beautiful view of what's to come. And, uh, you know, the other thing I, I, that I notice is that, that it doesn't say that the fact is that we've become saints or the fact is that we've become some uh, perfected creature. Uh, it, it says the fact is we've had deep and effective uh, spiritual experiences. And, and that means that... Uh, that we have been changed, and and that that we have um, we have a, a a changed attitude and a changed outlook on life. But you know uh, that doesn't mean that life still isn't a struggle at times, and it doesn't mean that life 
still doesn't have a lot of challenges in it. And and yet this program lays out tools, um, the steps to uh, to handle those challenges in life uh, after this deep and effective spiritual experience uh, so that we can enlarge and perfect that spiritual life. And then the last thing I want to say is that that what I never connected for a long time was, you know, I wanted this deep and effective spiritual experience. And I said, come on, God, hit me, you know, uh, zap me with that lightning and uh, I, I, I'm ready. Whatever, you know, just just hit me, don't hurt me, you know. And And what I missed was the line in the 12th step that says, having had a spiritual experience as the result of these steps, the result of the steps, and and I, you know, I I, well, I guess in my uh, uh, naive naive nature, I wanted to uh, I, what I wanted to say was that uh, if you give me that spiritual experience, then I'll then then I'll have the the, the then I'll do the work, you know, then I'll be able to do the work. Uh, you know, I won't procrastinate this process. I'll, I'll go find a sponsor. I'll go admit those deep, dark secrets I don't want to admit. But it doesn't work that way, you know. Time. Steps, though, thank you. I need to do the work so I can have the experience. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for your share. Next up, Beth W., followed by Barbara E. Good morning, Beth. Hi, good morning, Beth W. from North Dakota. Thanks for uh, calling on me. My, um, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and uh, grateful this morning. Um, <clears throat> he has commenced to accomplish these things for us, which we could never do by ourselves. Um, I was always trying to do everything by myself. Um, I never wanted to rely on anybody, and yet I always relied on everybody. I I was afraid. I lived in fear all the time. I, I never thought I could accomplish anything on my, uh, not on my own, but um, independently. Um, and so I, I wanted everybody to take care of me. And I was fearful all the time. And after I worked the steps and came, came into the program and, and put the food down and got my head cleared of, of um, my addictive and alcoholic foods and substances, I could know that the creator was with me. Um, my creator had always been with me. I just didn't know it. And um, and that central fact, you know, my creator created me. My creator was never away from me. I just, I just was too self-centered and self-seeking to, to, to open my heart to know that. And, and and then I could find out that God was doing for me what I could not do for myself. And I could set down my, my weapons of war and surrender and, and stop fighting everybody and everything so that I could let God lead me. And, and those words, thy will, not mine be done, could become real for me. And I could stop trying to control everybody and everything, people, places, and things in my life. And, and find out what maybe God's will was for me. That was, the mirac- that was the miracle for me and still is on a daily basis. So when I stop and, and breathe and, and look for God's will 
for me each day. Um, that for me is a miracle. Um, and, and God's will is so much better than mine. Um, and uh, that, that for me is a spiritual experience every single day and, and continues to be. Um, and if that's the awakening that I find after the 12 steps, I, I think I'm so grateful for having worked the 12 steps and I will pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Beth W. Next up, Barbara E. And then followed by Leah M. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, everyone. Thank God we're now at the point where we're going to be told what the solution um, means for us because I was morbidly obese and suffering from a number of ailments, warned by a number of doctors of impending illnesses a poor role model, a disengaged mother for my two children, and a cold, withdrawn wife and daughter, unable to give and accept love because of my own self-loathing. I was giving unasked for advice, hanging on to my expectations how others should be or act. I was feeling or giving other people guilt. I was judgmental, keeping secrets out of fear of rejection or abandonment. I was withdrawn, opinionated, and argumentative, unable to look people in the eye. I wanted to control you and manipulate you to follow my script, yet I couldn't control my own life. That was no way to live. It says on page 25, the great fact is just this and nothing less, that we had a deep and effective spiritual experience. Well, for me, it was slightly different, but nevertheless miraculous. I was not rocketed rocketed immediately to the fourth dimension. I did not drop to my knees. And that was why, for me, the inclusion of Appendix 2 was so comforting. I did not have to have that sudden spiritual experience that Bill had. Mine was of the slow educational variety, but I was willing to open the door a crack to the possibility that there was a power of the universe out there willing to help me to work on becoming a better human being, being capable of transformation, or rearrangement of my thinking and acting mean and acting and remaining abstinent and neutral around foods which once called me blotting out all common sense. The promises listed on pages eighty three and eighty five have come true for me. I could answer yes to the questions. Yes, I feel a new freedom and happiness. Yes, I am no longer regretting the past nor willing to shut, wishing to shut the door on it. Yes, am I doing, I'm sorry, was that you? I don't know. Yes, I could do these most of the time. But when I start to feel unsettled, I call another immediately. And that's where the fellowship is so helpful to me in helping me regain my serenity and then I gratefully reach out to another to pay my Time, appreciative. Thank you. I'll just wrap up. My appreciativeness for this gift forward, remembering that I only have this day contingent upon the maintenance of my spiritual condition. 
Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you so much, Barbara E. And next up is Leah M., and then we'll be opening it up again. Good morning, Leah. Good morning. Thanks for your service. That we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. You know, we're going to read later in the text um, that we are reborn, and uh, I can say that that is true for me. You know, I believe that I have a better life today than I could ever have had had I never had the illness, because I'm forced to live a quality of life um, that I would never be living, you know, Uh, because more than my compulsive overeating had to be arrested. My philosophy, my ideas, my whole outlook on life, the prism to which I viewed the world, my beliefs and my attitudes had to be confronted and overhauled and cast aside so that God could enter. You know, the whole program to me is a process of correcting my will because my actions are the results of my thought processes. And my thinking, my mind, was my greatest obstacle to a better life. So God not only gave me will, but he also gave me the mind and the intelligence to carry out the actions that are required of me. And uh, my experience is that the more I do the work, and I've been trudging this road for several decades, uh, the more my life flourishes in all areas. It's counterintuitive, and it's certainly counterinstinctual, and certainly, certainly countercultural <laughs> in this day and age. But the spiritual axiom is absolutely true, that the, <laughs> the less me, the more God. Um, and, and that's been true in my life. I have a responsibility to take these actions because these actions are demonstrations of my willingness and my desire and my need and my cleaving to a relationship with God. These actions that I, that I do every day are my participation in this recovery process under the umbrella of God's grace. Under the umbrella of God's grace, I'm willing and I desire and I yearn to turn and to be turned. And, and then God does for me what I cannot do for myself. Because this is not a story about me. This recovery that I've enjoyed over several decades is not about me. This is the story of God's grace. But I have to accept God's grace. This is not about my personal success. This is about what happened through my human failure when the grace of God came in and made something of my mess. <laughs> and that's, that was, that's my truth. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Leah, and for that share. Okay, so here's where we're at. Um, we are on. Somebody is unmuted. Press star one, please. I can hear a lot of background noise. Okay. We're on page 25. We're on the second paragraph. The great fact is just this. So if you haven't shared in the last couple of days and would like to share, give me your first name and last initial. Okay, let's start over. I didn't get any of it. Anita B. I heard Russ M. Russ M. Anita B. Anita B. Anita B. Donna Chuck K. K. Chrissy James. Chuck. Chrissy something. Tessa Q. Chrissy James. Chrissy, is that what you said? 
Yes. Tessa, Hugh. Chrissy, what? Hang on. Jane. Okay. Sorry. It's hard to hear. Tessa, Q. So I have Anita B., Russ M., Donna, Chuck K., Tessa Q., Chrissy Jane. Was there anybody else? Naomi B. Naomi B. Let's stop there. Sorry, guys. It's really hard to hear when everybody comes in at once. So doing the best I can. So here's our lineup. Anita B., Russ M., Donna, didn't get your last initial, Chuck K., Tessa Q., Chrissy Jane, Naomi B. If you guys will all press star one because I can hear background noise. Let's have a nice quiet line. And we'll get started with Anita B. followed by Russ M. Good morning, Anita. Good morning. This is Anita, a recovering compulsive reader from New Jersey. Um, and for some reason, I can't find the word now, but I'm sure I read something about honesty or heard something about honesty. And um, for me, that is uh, revolutionary for me. Um, the change that I'm able to know in this program, if I'm honest, that's what helps me because it it helps me see and learn about myself and how much I lied to myself. And I'm just so grateful to God that he brought me to this program and he brought people into my life that'll help me with that in such a gentle way. Um, and, you know, no matter what's going on, I'm still grateful. And that's what I hear every time people share Almost the first thing they say is how grateful they are. So um, this program um, has deep and effective spiritual experiences if we work it and if we're willing, you know, just to be willing to be honest, open, and willing. So that's all I have. But thanks for letting me share, and thanks for everybody being there and your service. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Anita B. Next up, Russ M., followed by Donna. Good morning, Russ. Hey, Russ, can't hear you. Star one. How about now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Got it. (laughs) Thank you. Good morning. Um, Russ M., Recover Compulsive Overeater outside of Philly. So when I when I came into in the program, you know, just like all my fellows, everything was upside down. I was I was the tornado, and frankly, I was ho- hopeless, and I and you know I, I was hoping to die at 44 years old. You know, I was I was hoping to die. So you know, we talk about miracles. A, mir- a miracle for me was January 13th, 19, uh, 2017. When my wife said, look, it's, you know, you got to do something or, or me and the kids are going. That was a miracle. Another miracle was the next day when I went to my first meeting. And somebody had the, had the love and care and just humility to actually tell me I could be okay. I'll be okay. That's a miracle. Right? And then I fell upon this awesome meeting. Right? And I got with a great sponsor. And he walked me through the steps. And I have deep, effective spiritual experience, right? I haven't had it. I'm having it. And I continue to have it. And guess what? Relationships are better. My finances are better. You know, 
I'm able to do simple things every day that used to drive me absolutely batty. You know, I could be with a house that's upside down with five kids, things all over the place, and just be able to hug my wife, kiss her, and say, man, ain't this great? This is awesome, right? My relationship with my wife, it's like we're courting again. You know, she wants to leave me. I put her through 20 years of agony and misery. Miracles are happening. And see that all this, all this whole deal compels me to help someone else. Like that person helped me on the 14th of January of 2017. It, it brings me, you know, brings God to me. I'd be able to do that, you know, being able to do that. And, you know, I hope, I hope that I never, ever, ever leave this way of life. You don't know. You know, we're addicts. I could end up dying with a cheesesteak in my mouth. I, I know who gets the credit, and I know that God has given me all these, these things, and I don't deserve them. And it compels me to continue to work with others and be of service and really dedicate my life to this because that's a miracle in itself that I'm on this phone line. And I'm just going to do my best and let God do the rest. And I love you. I, I thank you for everything. Thank you for being on this meeting and all your service. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Russ. Appreciate your share. Next up, Donna. I didn't get your last initial, followed by Chuck K. Good morning, Donna. What's your uh, initial of your first? Whatever, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so this is Donna G. as in grateful, and I'm um, grateful for your service this morning as well as I'm grateful for um, being able to um, be a part of a vision for you this morning. And um, I was just uh, reflecting on the reading, and I was, when I when I said my name, I had something else in mind, but as I was listening, something else came to me, and that was um, that I feel compelled to share. That was um, my daughter is um, a young adult woman. Um, she made a very best friend in college, and her best friend, as it turns out, was a lovely young woman. I couldn't pick a better friend for my daughter. Um, her best friend lost her dad um, to addiction. And uh, his addiction, and um, she doesn't talk much about that. But recently, um, through a very um, obvious change and transformation in me, she felt comfortable and compelled, my daughter's friend, to share with me something that her dad had carried with him in his wallet, which was a card that had his sponsor's name and number on it, and on the back of it, it had. Um, uh, not something directly from the big book, I don't believe, but it, it was about, I, you know, I, letting God guide me and turning my will over um, today, just for today to God. It was just a little, a, a couple lines, and she she shared that with me, that he, when he died, he had that card and a picture of her in his pocket. And um, so, miracle, miracle, that she would reach out to me. I was so humbled. I've known her for years. And that she saw the recovery in me <laughs> and felt and saw the spiritual um, awakening in me and felt compelled to share that. That just it blew me away and I wanted to just rush in. She shared it through text and checked a whole bunch of words back and I just said I'm humbled and he obviously um, cherished his recovery and cherished you. And um, 
I just felt led to share that. I don't want to ever forget. I took a picture of it, um, that card. I don't want to ever forget that um, the miracle comes through my surrender and through my turning over my will and working these steps. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Donna G, for your share. Next up, Chuck K, followed by Tessa Q. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Great. Hey, this is Chuck K from Georgia, and I really appreciated everyone's shares and the story we just heard um, with this person's daughter. Uh, it makes me think of how fortunate that God has allowed me to be in my life because if I look at the first 42, 43 years of my life, I had everything my way. Everything was done my way. And it got me to a 400 and something pound guy, six foot four, so I could kind of act like I'm not really fat, but I was. And more than the physical part, just the way I was living my life, my home life. And I remember one of the first... Um, the first experiences I had in program when I was reading the big book and it talks about the home life. What is your home life? Actually, I think it's in the 12 and 12. And I've always prided myself on, the, on my home life. I've, I've got a long-standing marriage with my wife, almost 28 years. I have four kids. We have a really nice home. And But when I think about going beyond that facade, going be, deeper into how we live our lives and the things I do, Man, there was so much work that needed to be done that I really didn't even see. And I especially like two things. I like what the person before me said about being grateful. And I am grateful. I am grateful every day. And I'm grateful that I don't have my way today. I'm grateful that I've got God's way today and that I can ask God throughout the day as many times as I need, let me have it your way, God. I don't want to have it my way because I know that where that will get me. And the other thing I, that I heard this morning that I really liked was I had things out of order too. I wanted that aha moment or that spiritual experience or the awakening or whatever it was, and I prayed so hard for it. And I missed that too. I missed that the action is required before that will happen. Maybe not always, but the action is what is important. And we hear that a lot in this meeting, how important that action is. And to me, I can remember even in program, Many, many weeks praying for willingness or waiting for something to happen, and it never did. And I believe that's because God didn't want to enable me. He wanted me to learn what I needed to learn so I could move on with my life in the way it needed to be moved. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for a kind and loving God that I can rely on. And uh, that will help my home life to be a much better place than it is. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Chuck K, for your share. Next up, Tessa Q, followed by Chrissy Jane. Good morning, Tessa. Good morning. This is Tessa Q, gratefully recovered in South Florida. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Wonderful. Thank you so much. He has, or in my in my version of higher power, she has commenced to accomplish those things for us, which we could never do for ourselves. I, I'm just so grateful this morning. I'm driving to work, and um, through a through a comedy of errors, uh, we have a training this morning with a bunch of people coming, and I tried to order, uh, you know, the the things that you order to to bribe people to come to a training. Um, and my order was supposed to be delivered, and 
it got canceled. So here I am this morning with a car full of, well, it smells like Christmas in here. Um, and I have food neutrality. And that's such a gift. And I wasn't resentful or bitchy or mean to the people who canceled the order. Or, uh, and, and, and I admitted my, my role in the mistake. And I'm changing. That's incredible to me. And, you know, the hardest thing for me to do is admit that I'm struggling or that there's a problem. And in my life right now, there's, there's a really scary problem. And it may not have a solution. It may have a solution, um, but it may not. And I, I almost went out on that over, uh, last, over, uh, over a week and a half ago. But I was so grateful that this room and the membership list gave me people that I could call and talk to. And so I don't have to put my abstinence at risk. And I can continue uh, with recovery. And I can have food neutrality. That's, that's a major miracle. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Tessa Q. Next up, Chrissy Jane, followed by Naomi B. Good morning, Chrissy. This is Chrissy Jane K. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, anyway, when God is in your life, it doesn't mean your life is going to go smoothly. I happen to have a, like osteoporosis, and I break a lot of bones like my back. This brings me up in the nursing home. Well, if you ever want to have things out of control, there's a place to go. However, the one thing I do make a big deal about is I'm not eating sugar or white or flour, and I tell the kitchens this. They love casseroles in nursing homes for everybody. This ends me up with get, the only thing that we can agree on is a hamburger patty. So I end up every day having just oatmeal for breakfast with scrambled eggs and a lone little hamburger patty with two cartons of milk on my lunch and dinner trays. I take in my rice cakes and some other things that I eat. And then people say to me, how can you be abstinent? How can this happen to you? And you still stay abstinent. That doesn't make any sense to me. I say to them, this is the big thing I have to do is pray very hard and talk to my sponsors and other people about my resentment that I might have to God for having osteoporosis and falling and breaking my back. So as I pray about that, for God to forgive me for being mad about that, you know, all I have to do is just make sure that I make my needs known about my abstinence to this place. Because if I eat, then I have two problems. Not only do I have to go to physical therapy, in the pain that I'm in, but I have to walk, and then I have more weight on me to walk with. I am thinner than when I was 10 years old, and I was 400 pounds at one time. I've been floating through OA for 40 years, and I have never had the peace that I have now. 
It's a struggle, though, because anger and resentment sneak in there. My life is not wonderful. I do not have a panacea. And I would, I thought, if God comes into your life, you should have, it should be like the fairy godmother sprinkling on Cinderella. And you get to go and live in the castle and live happily ever after. Time, please. Sir, has never happened. And with that, I wrap up. But I'm happy now. I'm, I'm not happy. I'm content and peaceful and serene. And I get through every day as long as I, I'm abstinent and pray for my, pray, give my resentments to God. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Chrissy Jane Kay. Next up is Naomi B. Good morning, Naomi. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. There's some key words here that really jump out to me, like revolutionized, which means drastically changed or commenced to begin to start. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. That's it. That 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 is my life. It's just, it's a miracle. It's just a total miracle. Uh, last night I heard some tro- troubling news, some more troubling news about the mess my daughter and son-in-law are going through right now. And my insides were shaking. It was so crazy. My insides were shaking. And I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter. And I was sharing with someone the situation. And um, I said, you know, I would. I had to work last night. And I said, I would have gone home and just been face down in a bag or box or whatever. That's not the way. I came home. I wrote my God letter. I did reach out to some people. And um, I, I am, like, totally powerless. And I accept that fact. I accept that fact that I, I, am the, I am the powerless one, and God is all power. I don't, I don't know how this happens, and I don't really want to know what happens. All I know is my food is down. Thank you, God. And whatever tomorrow is going to be with whatever situation is going on in my life, it's going to be God. And all I know is I have to... Um, do my part, follow my program, reach out to others, and get out of my own head, which is the most important thing. And just know that God has my tomorrows. And I'm so thankful and so grateful. Thank you for allowing me to share. And I pass. Thank you so much, Naomi B. So it looks like we have time for maybe two two-minute shares. Who wants to share? Who hasn't shared in the last couple of days? Yvonne D. Carmela. And Carmela. Carmela G. Yvonne, I didn't get your initial of your last name. D.H. All right. Well, you're up. You've got two minutes. Okay. Thank you. Um, Revolution towards a new attitude, something like that. My miracle was an experience yesterday. I had a uh, quite tough accident like having my leg in the um, in the gap between platform and train was somehow dramatic and 
my reaction to this was so positive. I was laying in the train and people helping me and calling ambulances and things like that. And I was so grateful that it wasn't worse. I was so grateful having people helping me, being God with me. I wasn't alone. And I spent the whole day being grateful. I somehow was even happy. I had pain and I'm still having pain. But I went to the hospital and I had to wait a long time. And in former times, I would be very mad because I have to wait and because people and because uh, I would have been a victim role and poor me and all of this pity part. It wasn't like that. It was, wow, I'm alive. I'm alive and I have to tell my, my siblings what happened and that I'm alive. And one of my siblings reacted like that and said, wow, you really have a positive uh, attitude. And um, and so this is a miracle for me to, to be able to think like that and to feel it. it was not a, not thinking like that. And I'm happy to be at home and having time for myself and take good care of my food and, and being in the meeting and not having to go to work and having people covering for me and think of that. So this gratitude is really a result of this program. And I thank you, everybody, very much for sharing and letting me share. And I pass. Thank you. Wow. Perfect two minutes, Yvonne. Thank you. Next up, Carmela G. you got two minutes. Hi, this is Carmela G. from New York. Um, <clears throat> the great fact is, and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which revolutionized our whole attitude toward life. That's the gift of this program. It doesn't say that Life is going to stop being life. The gift is that we have a power greater than ourselves that we surrender to who will allow us to go through all of these experiences. And some are really not very pleasant. But we go through trusting and being grateful and living each day knowing that we are loved by this power, my power that I call God, and he has gotten me through these last week and a half with someone I love dearly who was quite ill, and I was so frightened, but I spoke to God. I trusted, and the person today is back to work. So God is in our lives if we get out of his way and allow him to do what he is meant to do as our director, and we have to work the steps and follow his direction, and then we have peace. Thank you so much, and I pass. Well, thank you so much for wrapping us up, Pamela G. All right, well... So let's see. Thank you, everyone who shared. Great meeting, great paragraph, great book. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. So the share ID for this meeting today, May 9, 2019, is 12884. 
12884. So we will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Martha Z. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, I'm still Martha Z., gratefully recovered outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until 